Welcome to the Fearless Purpose Podcast. I am your host, Brian Cox, and we have an amazing interview podcast today. I'm really excited about this, but before I introduce uh, our amazing guest, uh, just a couple of things. Number one, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast, and if you enjoy it, please leave us a rating. We would love to have that out there. Also, if you haven't joined already, we have a Facebook group. Uh, it is called Fearless Purpose with Brian Cox. Feel free to join that. I go live every single day. I do a training. I do Ask Me Anythings at least once a week. So feel free to join that group. We would love to have you to be a part of it. And if you know anyone who would like to be a part of this community and what we're doing here at Fearless Purpose, feel free to share the podcast, share the group with them. We would love to have them involved. Now, on to our main event today. We are going to be interviewing someone who is absolutely amazing. She has been an award-winning teacher an award-winning artist, a world traveler, an entrepreneur, and someone who has a heart and a passion for helping other people in amazing and great ways. And I know you're going to get a ton out of this interview. So get ready for it and listen in and let's jump over to interview Jessica. All right. Welcome, Jessica, to the podcast. Great to have you. How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? I'm doing well. Although perhaps the better question might be, where are you today? <laughs> I am in the Smoky Mountains, very soggy Smoky Mountains of North Carolina. Nice. Oh, not too, too far away then. And for everyone listening, the reason why I asked Jessica where she's at is she has an amazing story about where she is because you never know day to day where you might find Jessica. So with that in mind, Jessica, tell us a little bit about yourself and we'll uh, explain what I'm talking about too. Okay. Um, I have been blessed with an endless well of creativity to provide the perfect art for my client's home, office, or gifts. Um, I am full-time art and part-time instructor. So I have been teaching since 1998. However, um, I left the public school system in 2016 to pursue my art full-time. And uh, since then, it's just exploded and kept me too busy to be in a traditional classroom. So I have an online class through, and uh, it's called I Succeed High School in Idaho. And then um, I'm also creating some online courses to teach people how to draw and paint. Wow, that's excellent. And, and where exactly are you doing your art these days? <laughs> So I sold my house back in Idaho, um, just in, let's see, we closed, gosh, it must have been, I think it was September 6th was when I signed all the papers and then actually closed completely on the 9th. Um, and I bought a toy hauler. So the reason I went toy hauler is that nice garage space in the back where t people would typically put their four-wheeler or, or razor or whatever their toy of choice is. Uh, that's my art studio. So I paint and uh, live full-time in an RV. That is oh, absolutely amazing. And it's something that I've dreamed of doing. My wife and I almost did it. We were actually ready to go do it. And then you know, just a few other changes in life caused it not to be able to happen. So Jessica, so you, you travel around the country and you do your art, uh, which is amazing by the way. And you know, what kind of brought you to this space of doing art on the road? Tell us a little bit about the, the journey to get here. 
Um, well, I have uh, had quite the journey. It's been, um, so we're gonna get pretty deep here. Suicidality has been a, a uh, problem in my life, my entire life, for as long as I can remember. Um, my first time actually speaking um, to my mom that everyone would be better off without me was in the third grade. And, and thankfully, I never found a way to um, do anything to harm myself as a child, other than being extremely self-destructive as a teen. And um, yeah, it's, it's, that's a really long, deep story that would take more than the time we have here. But um, through all of that, I have been able to um, find the other side. So uh, last year, my um, now ex-husband of 20, well, we were together for 20 years, married for 19, um, uh, hit me really hard with a surprise. And uh, I kind of, um, not kind of, I completely crashed. So uh, I completely crashed, spiraled, to the lowest of lows that I ever had, um, turned all anger that I had towards him for what he had done onto myself, which was a typical um, uh, habit of mine. I don't know if habit's the right word, but that's what came to mind. Um, and so, uh, but what it did was allowed me to really look at myself and connect with myself. So I went through a whole transformation. I hit every single possible um, help uh, that's out there. I went to therapy, uh, psychiatry, um, just everything. I I had to be on medication for a couple of months because the thoughts of ending my life just would not stop. It was a constant thing for me but here i was sitting uh this kind of suicide prevention proponent because i had started a uh, suicide prevention exhibit back in 2016 and had been drawing these portraits of people who had been lost to suicide and people who were still here still fighting so um the exhibit now has 32 portraits in it um, while 31 completed the 32nd is actually a portrait of myself to be on the warrior side um, those people that are still here still fighting and um so it was it was like i was battling my own self my my humanness is telling me that i needed to exit but my soul was saying, no, you have a reason to be here. You are supposed to heal this in this lifetime. You are supposed to help these other people and these families. And, and I just, it was such a struggle until I finally um, just uh, took some time away and uh, really focused 100% on myself. And in that time period was when I made the decision to stay. 
and um, was no longer on medication at that point. So it wasn't the medication that was helping me make that decision. Um, it was just, I finally had come into alignment with my own truth and um, had been, had found the, the clarity that I needed to um, understand that uh, this is something that I am meant to heal in this life. And so, um, yeah, so that kind of is what <laughs> brought me um, partially to this space in May of 2019. So just a few months ago, uh, I was at the Unstoppable Influence Inner Circle Retreat and we went into a meditation with Melissa Walsh and in that I saw myself traveling. And I had had a dream a couple of months prior. Um, my ex and I just separated in April and I had had the dream before we had separated that I was traveling. And so then seeing it again in this meditation after we had separated and um, <laughs> I just, I was still stuck in the humanness of, well, what do I do about this? What do I do about that? It was my studio back in Idaho. What do I do about that? I've already paid my dues to participate in this studio weekend thing. You know, all the all the silly material things of this existence and my cats and I had dogs. And so I just kept thinking, well, I can't leave them. What am I supposed to do? And so then uh, the next session was a session with Angela Hoover and she took us into a conversation with our higher selves. And in that, mine asked me, is Idaho your home? And so I came out of that going, uh, I don't know, is it? What, what am I supposed to do? What about my cats? I can't leave my cats. And so I had a conversation with another, um, one of the inner circle members that evening and came finally just went oh my gosh i just transferred the power of control that my ex had over me over to my cats and i cannot let these cats dictate my life and so i went down to the beach and um, just wrote out all the questions if i am supposed to sell everything and travel what about this? What about that? What about this? You know, wrote it all down. And then I asked the universe to show me two yellow birds in the next seven days. I'm in Florida at the time, hadn't seen a single yellow bird in the four days I'd been there. And here I am asking, hey, show me two yellow birds in the next seven days. I don't care if they're printed or flying alive on the TV, whatever, just show me two yellow birds in the seven, next seven days that says, I am supposed to sell everything and travel. So first day, no yellow birds. Next day, six. And then the following day, as I was driving down to meet my brother, there is a giant uh, yellow bird painted on the side of the semi. And so I said, okay, got the message. I guess I'm supposed to do this but still wasn't 100% sure, wasn't sure how I was going to do it. Like talk about fear. Um, I've lived in Idaho my whole life. So doing this is extreme. And 
grew up on a farm, so it's not really normal to me to be doing this. Um, but as I'm driving, I also start seeing the number 96 over and over and over again. And so I finally look up what angel number 96 is, and it basically says to release material possessions, something better is on its way. And at that point, I texted my daughter, who's a realtor, and said, uh, change of plans, selling the house. Texted my ex and said, I'm selling the house, so we'll figure out how to do this. And um, that's what brought me here. So from that decision mid-May uh, to September 6th, I started living in my trailer. <laughs> Well, I just got to tell you, th this is an overall just amazing story. I, I mean, it really is. And there's so many correlations that I think so many people can feel. You know, one of the things that, and this is just what it sounded like to me, it may not have been this way, but uh, this is what resonated for me, was the idea of asking for signs and getting them and still not being sure. Almost like, man, you know, I just uh, want to almost fight it. Could you tell me a little bit more about kind of what, you're, what was going through right. your head as you're looking at that and then making decisions to oh. then move forward right well a lot of it is stepping out of your ego and stepping out of the humanness is what i like to call it other than ego um of our existence because we have been programmed to be afraid of so many things and then we're surrounded by fear mongers um uh, majority of my family was like oh you can't do that you can't go out on the road by yourself that's so scary and <laughs> and i just kept saying keep your fears to yourself i'm fine this is all i'm trusting that i will be guided to the right places and if something happens well that was part of my story that's what was supposed to happen so there's really nothing i can do to control that um, besides trust my gut so that was the biggest change um, in how I had existed prior to uh, this year was I would get these um, just pushes that something wasn't right or um, that I needed to go a different direction or whatever, sometimes I'd listen, um, but most of the time I wouldn't. And when I wouldn't, I would pay for it. And uh, that's actually what happened with my ex. Like the our very first date, my gut said, he's gonna hurt you bad. I remember the look in his eyes that made me think that. And yet I was a single mom, so I kind of I left that that's kind of a major part of my story, uh, left that out. I had my daughter um, two weeks prior to my high school graduation. So she was there at my graduation with me. And, um, and so I, when I met him, that was my, my security. That was somebody who had a good job that could take care of us and he seemed like a nice enough guy, you know? So I did not listen to my gut. Granted, it um, it's part of my story as well. And it's what I was, what it's the path I chose to take. We have multiple paths. 
So um, I don't regret any of it at all because if he hadn't done what he had done, I maybe wouldn't have woken up now at 40, almost 42 years old um, and be able to have this amazing existence that I currently have. What an amazing way way to view it. I, I mean, you know, everyone in their life goes through very painful things um, where they just experience, you know, an amazing amount of pain. I mean, as some of the listeners might know, uh, my story uh, where that, you know, having worked my whole life, you know, being very successful and then kind of losing everything and then coming back from it, you know, some of the same feelings you had while well, in a different context I had as well. And what I find so amazing about your story and what I really resonate with internally is where you are now with it and understanding that if this hadn't happened, you wouldn't be who you are and you can be so amazing and you are so amazing. I mean, the work that you're doing, it's, I hate to use the word magical, but I mean, because it's, it's such an amazing talent that I just have, I have a desire to have, but I do not have it all. I love art and I love being around it, but then, then my hands just turned into like these weird jelly things. I was like, Oh, here's, I can't even draw a stick figure without it looking bad. Um, so, you know, the concept that you are now on the road, extremely independent and strong, just killing it out there being so amazing. It it just, you know, I hope that people can really take this for what it is, which is that everyone can do this. Everyone is going to experience something bad, which really going to dictate you know, your life, your, um, the amazing you that you are is, I think a lot of it's to do with mindset and action, but what are your thoughts on that, on, on your mindset and, and the action of becoming, you know, maybe, maybe perhaps the word would be the unbecoming of who you were into becoming who you are. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I just, uh, had made a post the other day that I will never go back to who I wasn't. Um, and as soon as I wrote it out, I just went, Oh, ah, that's good stuff. Because really, um, my, I, I had a traumatic experience when I was a toddler. And from that point on, I saw escape from this life as an option. And so, um, that wasn't who I was meant to be in this lifetime but that's who I programmed myself to be. And so um, it was sitting down and clearing all the garbage and all the fear and all the shame and all the hate and just all the judgment. That's the biggest one. Um, Clearing all of that away so that I could open up to the gifts that I have. I have a very very strong spiritual connection. Um, I've actually done a couple of readings for people as I've started this journey um, of my travels. Things are just flowing through me and I'm like, oh my gosh, that message is not for me. That's for somebody else. And I reach out to them and sure enough, it's uh, they were in a space that they needed to hear that message at that moment. So it's all, you know, we call it mindset, but we have to get out of our mind. So we have to sink down into our heart space, into our soul, and actually 
listen beyond what's happening in our mind, in our brains. That makes any sense at all. It makes absolute sense. I mean, I think so many people get stuck in where they currently are and they can almost never get out of it, it feels like. And it's hard. I mean, it's really hard to, mm -hmm. you know, if you look at, at your journey, I mean, especially whenever you have family members who are like, no, that's crazy. What are you doing? This is bad, not good. <laughs> this is going to be, design you know, being able to, to fight through that, you know, but the reality is, you know, at least as I see it from the outside looking in on you, is that you're on the adventure of a lifetime. Like what an amazing, amazing thing to be able to say that you've done. I think it's amazing, but the, if you're surrounded, like so many people are, with the negativity, with the, you know, this is a status quo from, you know, a society or an environment that, you know, is kind of, I don't stuck in itself in general, I think, for the most part. Um, being able to, to, to step outside of that and do something that mm -hmm. is just magnificent, it, it, it's rarer and rarer to see now. And I think that, you know, just to tag on to that, I think that to do really amazing mm -hmm. things, you have to be able to step out of, outside of that. Oh, definitely. Yeah, you have to release the societal expectations and again, release that judgment. So um, if my adventure only lasts me three months, then that's how long it was supposed to last. But um, I don't see myself stopping uh, this travel experience anytime soon and I actually see myself in Europe um, in a year or two and I've had many people who have also said that they saw me over there so uh, I just will see where the road takes me and I'm just being totally open to it and then not judging anything that would be considered failures because um, instead of a failing it's a lesson to be learned and and just look at that and go oh okay oh that's another thing that i needed to heal in this lifetime for my soul to be able to be fully complete i completely i mean i just identify with this so much i mean whether we're looking at you know, I think a lot of people, they have this idea that failure is this really bad thing. And as you, you know, explain it, it's really, you know, it's an experience. It's about learning. It's about growth. I mean, as I look back to, you know, my life, I think that the greatest, the greatest growth I've ever had came after things were just a mess. Like whether we call it a failure or not, it was just, yeah. everything was just a mess. And it was the first time I'd really been in that situation. And, you know, what happened with me is that through my struggle and through my mess, if you want to call it that, that had been created, um, I found humility that I didn't have for a long time. I found empathy that I really needed to have in order to be successful. I gained the skills that I needed to be successful in what I do now through that portion of time that was probably the biggest struggle in my life. I would not be able to be where I am today without those things. It would have been impossible. Exactly. Yep. I agree 100%. There's, um, you know, unfortunately, too many people get stuck in the woe is me uh, mindset and um, they stay in that space of victimhood instead of uh, 
I think it was Brendan Burchard. I can't remember who said it, but I feel like it was him that said, look for the magic in it. So um, it's, even though it's something awful that's happening, there's some sort of magic that's happening behind the scenes because with my marriage ending, I, you know, here I am 41 and unfortunately, Fortunately, I'd already tried marriage a couple of times before. They had only lasted about a year each. My daughter's biological father and I tried. Um, and then I met this very charismatic guy who turned out to be a drug addict. So that didn't work out so great. That one lasted less than a year. And then I meet this guy who's, who seems like a good guy. And I think that we are uh, um, bringing the love back in our marriage and then all of a sudden boom he's done and so uh i could have sat in that space of well men suck i'm never gonna find somebody ever again and i'm just going to be stuck here in this space i'm gonna have to go back to teaching full time which believe me all the thoughts went through my head um and uh that's probably why I sunk so low right at the beginning because that was at first I was just extremely fearful of how am I going to do this on my own I had never been on my own and um so it was just it was uh, finding that peace within to be able to step out of the fear and the victimhood and really look at oh, okay, well, that happened so that I could, whatever the case is in your, in any of your listeners' space. So, yeah. <laughs> so for someone who is feeling stuck right now, or, you know, maybe they're in a, a rough place in their life, what would be one piece of advice that you give them to help get unstuck? Hmm. Um, be still, uh, that's the, that's the biggest thing. Um, that's where I found all my answers is in the stillness when I'm not thinking. <laughs> so whether that's meditation, um, whether that's worship, whatever it looks like to you taking a walk in nature and just really, really, really looking at the beauty that surrounds you and not thinking about anything um that's often where the answers will start to come in that's when our higher selves can speak to us most clearly that's where god the divine universe whatever you want to call the uh power that is within all of us um that's when it's able to speak is when we shut the mind down uh, in fact, one of the, <laughs> I had, let's see, there was a kind of major thing that happened right before, oh, um, the, the sale of the house was getting delayed, but I had arranged to buy my toy hauler um, on the date that the house was supposed to close. And there was a caveat in the contract of buying this trailer that if the house didn't close, um, then I could call them the day before and we could 
just nixed the sale. I'd lose my down, it was like a thousand dollars now, but I'd lose that, but um, I could stop it. And of course, I get the call, the appraisal came back not as high as it needed to. So the purchase price was too high. So everything had to be renegotiated. And I just kind of went, oh my gosh, what am I supposed to do? Do I still get this trailer? This was a really good deal. And my brain is just going a hundred miles a minute. And I went and wrote in my journal, which is something I do often and sat there and tried to work it out on my own. It wasn't until I got back to my studio and was cleaning, just mindlessly cleaning, that finally my clarity came. So yeah, be still. <laughs> Even if it means you're cleaning, that's still a stillness of your mind. So I'm so glad that you did this. And it's really funny. You know, I talk a lot about things like time management and life management, and I talk about time uh, a lot. And more than probably any of it, I talk about having time to think mm. and that stillness. And and recently, you know, someone told me, like, man, Brian, you just talk about this thing over and over and over about taking time to, you know, think about purpose, roles, goals, taking time, taking time over and over. Like, what else do you have? And I was like, I don't need anything else. The reason why I'm saying it is because it's true. Like, and people don't do it. You know, it, 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 I find that people who are struggling the most, they're the ones who feel like they don't have the time to actually think. They're the ones who don't take time in the stillness. They're not taking time to think about, you know, the important things in life. They're just going. And while just going is, 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 is manageable for a time, it leads to things like burnout and it leads to, you know, struggle. It leads to poor decisions. It leads to going down paths that aren't really, you know, your destiny or where you need to go. Um, mm -hmm. And it leads people to forcing things. And, you know, I subscribe very heavily to, you know, what uh, Dr. Viktor Frankl said, uh, which was, you know, that we detect rather than invent our purpose. Uh, we don't make it up. It's destined there. We just have to, to, to find what it is within us. And the way that we find within us is by taking the time to really be introspective and to get to know ourselves more effectively, ultimate and self-awareness. You know, as we move towards self-actualization, it, it, it only comes by taking time with ourselves. And I think that's an important thing for people to, to take note of. So I'm so glad you said that. Yes. Wow, excellent. Well, hey, Stephanie, thank you so much for being a part of uh, the Fearless Purpose podcast. A couple of things real quick. So number one, where can people uh, find out what you're doing? How can they follow your journey? Uh, JessicaTukey.com is the, is one of the easiest ways. It's got my blog on there. It has all my artwork and then it will also have links to classes once I get those started. And of course my social media links are on there. I'm on Facebook. I haven't maxed out on friends yet, but I'm getting very close. Um, I do have a business page as well, but as we all know, Facebook algorithms don't make the uh, business pages um, very visible to people mm -hmm. anymore. Um, I'm on Instagram. I have a YouTube channel um, because I draw with both hands at the same time. New thing I discovered in 2016. So I have some videos in there of that. Um, and then 
let's see, I'm on YouTube, uh, Twitter, which I don't use very often, but yeah, I'm kind of all over the place. So if you search Jessica Tukey in any of those, I should pop right up. Excellent. And we're going to have to get you on TikTok as well. That's something that I'm getting into slowly, but surely yeah. I'm, I'm starting that. Um, uh, I was always a watcher of Vine. I was a big fan of that. And so now that TikTok's there and it's gaining a lot of momentum, I think that people would really love your videos, especially two-handed drawing. Oh my goodness, it would blow up. You would be you would be TikTok famous awfully fast. So you got to do that. Uh, people right. would love it. Uh, I'll have so, to look into it. <laughs> you definitely will. And if I'm not mistaken, you're also writing a book, right? Yes. Yes, I am. So this whole journey um, in in January when I went and had my solo retreat uh, to really figure out what my vision is for this life um, to find that destiny as you said um, I discovered that I'm supposed to write a book about all of this because I have found um, my way out of the darkness and um, through my posts on Facebook and Instagram, I've had many people who have reached out and told me that I've helped them through. So I uh, have come to the realization that I'm a way shower, helping people out of that dark space and back into the light again, helping them find their light within that has been smothered for so many years. And so the book is going to be um, just helping people in that way. So uh, it, it also will have a workbook, I almost said likely, but it will have a workbook because uh, I have my art therapy life coach certificate. So I'll have some art therapy um, things that people can do if they choose to purchase the workbook. Um, so yeah, so that's coming. Uh, the goal is October 2020 to be published by then. Um, for the next Unstoppable Influence Summit. Um, so big, big thing, big goal with everything else, trying to expand my art career, traveling, all this is all happening all at the same time. But that seems to be what uh, I'm supposed to be doing right now. And what you're doing is amazing. I tell you, just all of it combined. I mean, even some of the parts on their own would be amazing, but putting it all together, is just awesome so i have to say wow jealous of a lot of it so i absolutely <laughs> love it <laughs> but i'm definitely following the journey and i encourage everyone that's listening to follow it as well uh but before we close we have uh something i like to do which is a very quick lightning round of random questions are you ready jessica yes the goal is to answer as quickly as you can you may take okay. a little time if you need though question okay. number one the last book you read uh, uh, quantum, what is it called? Now I can't think of what the name of it is. It's right here. Quantum, uh, it's not quantum mechanics, quantum mindfulness, something along those lines. Why can't I remember the name of it? We're going to go with quantum mindfulness. Quantum, quantum consciousness. There we go. Quantum consciousness. Perfect. Okay. Uh, what is your favorite breakfast meal? Bacon and eggs. Very nice. Okay. Uh, any any carbs in there? Any 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 biscuits or anything allowed in there? Oh no, definitely oh, not. 
Definitely not. No, no, no. Okay, perfect. Uh, what is a book that you have read more than once? Uh, see, my brain freezes when I get asked questions. Quick. Oh, lightning it's rounds are tough. <laughs> uh, think and grow rich. Nice. That one gets brought up a lot on here. I love that. <coughs> Pardon me. Um, what is one dream that you have not told anyone that you would like to accomplish? Oh. Oh. I don't know if there's anything that I haven't told anyone. Um, yeah, I got nothing for you there. I oh, tell wow. I love that name. one. So <laughs> I love that question real quick. So lightning round pause. I love that question because, you know, one thing I'm finding in a lot of people is they don't tell people uh, or tell others what their dreams, vision, goals might be. And they do it for unfortunate reasons, honestly. They do it because they might be nervous. What if I don't do it? Or people are gonna think I'm crazy. But people like you who are going out there and getting it and, and doing things and living dreams, they tell people. They're not ashamed of it because it's so important to them. And I think that's such a vital thing. So, so we'll just say lightning round done, but I wanna have a follow-up question on there. Why do you tell people about your goals, visions, you know, dream, whatever that might be. Um, uh, it's it's inspiring for for people. Uh, it helps others to see that um, it's possible. It lets them start to dream bigger. The bigger I go, the bigger they start to think. Oh, well, maybe I could do something like that. Um, so it just it expands people. So yeah, so I have to, and plus I don't ignore the intuition anymore. And if I get a push to share something, I share it because somebody out there needs to hear the message. It's a great answer, it really is. My answer is entirely different and even more selfish. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not really, not really. So it's. You know, I tell everybody my goals, dreams, aspirations out of accountability is that I know if I tell everyone that I know what I want to do, it puts another layer of accountability on it where that I can't ignore it, oh, uh, very true. where that I have to, you know, do it. So I put in this social accountability piece on myself and it all happened by accident. It happened, you know, 12 years ago, uh, whenever I was going to run my first half marathon and I told everyone, everybody I knew that I told, I'm going to run a half marathon. And by the way, I'm not a runner. Uh, I'm more of a sitter. I like to sit. That's my thing. Um, so I tell all these people that I'm going to do this thing. And then I go into a meeting one day at work and someone had brought in my favorite thing in the world, Krispy Kreme donuts, which are in North Carolina, the birthplace of Krispy Kreme right now. Um, and I go to the back to the little table and I was getting ready to grab one. And this voice behind me, someone I worked with, they made this snarky little comment like, Hey, Brian, oh, I thought you were going to run a half marathon. Huh? Those donuts going to help you? And the first thought that went through my head was, I hate this person. And the, the second thought that went through my head was like, you know what? They're right. You know, I said I was going to do it and this is not helping me meet my goal. So I'm not going to do it. And so, you know, I kind of learned that for me, one of the things that pushes me is social accountability. And uh, it's something that I put into everything I do now. So in my, my Facebook group, I talk about goals. I'm not ashamed of saying it, right? No matter how big, no matter how crazy that some people might think it is, um, you know, my belief is that Oops. through actually working to make it happen, it's going to happen. So, yeah, I mean, law of attraction, et cetera, things like that. So, 
Hmm. Yeah. Either way, I love it. <laughs> well, Stefan, or, I haven't just, had a single Krispy Kreme. Well, I haven't had a single Krispy Kreme while I'm here in North Carolina. So Not really a Krispy Kreme fan. I applaud you. Uh, I'm going to edit out that last comment because I don't want to remember that it happened. Um, maybe you just haven't had the right Krispy Kreme. You see, the goal is this, is that you drive right? by a Krispy Kreme. And, and by the way, this is horrible. Christy Nichols is going to kill me for this. Um, you drive by a Krispy Kreme and that, that neon sign is on the hot light. If the hot light is on, what that's saying is that's when you go in. If, if it's not on, I just drive by. Like, it doesn't even bother me. I'm like, who cares? Like, if you don't have hot donuts, I don't even want to talk to you. And then you go and you get an original glazed donut that's hot off of the, the press. Uh, it's not a press, whatever they call it, the conveyor belt. You're um, right. Oh, my goodness. There, there are a few things in this world that I would, so I, I feel pretty committed to, you know, my diet, to exercise. You know, I feel pretty committed to it. The moment I am at my weakest, is whenever I drive by and I see that neon sign, <laughs> I see it and I'm like, oh, "This is this is not today, Satan. Not today. <laughs> not today. <laughs> <laughs> but outside of that, I feel pretty strong about it. So perfect. Well, I just want to thank you so much for being with us, Jessica. It was absolutely wonderful. Uh, everyone, I'm going to have all of her contact information in the notes for the show today. So thank you so much for being a part of it. And everyone, we will see you guys in the next episode of Fearless Purpose with Brian Cox. Thank you. Love you all. <laughs>